Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon, I'm Chua Tian Tian with your Market View. Now, a record year for Singapore's state investor, Tomasic Holdings, which has just completed a review of their previous fiscal year. Now, net portfolio value went up by $22 billion from the previous year and crossed the $400 billion mark for the first time with a one-year total shareholder return of 5.8%. We also saw Tomasic making several moves to better tap structural trends and position for the long term. And we want to find out more about the opportunities that lie ahead for Tomasic with Russell Tam, Joint Head of Enterprise Development Group Singapore, as well as Head of Strategic Development at Tomasic International. Hi, Mr. Tam. Thanks for joining us on the line. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Mm. Thanks for having us. Great to have you on our show. And Mr. Tam, we have touched on this very briefly, but best to hear it from Tomasic. Take us through some of the key highlights over the past year, the key numbers. What drove that stellar performance? Well, I think Tomasic did well in, in a market environment that was relatively volatile. Our portfolio was resilient through the year. There were two main drivers that helped Tomasic generate current returns. One is the strength of our unlisted portfolio. That particular portfolio outpaced the rest of the respective sectors. It delivered greater than 10% returns. Secondly, Singapore assets of Tomasic has also done relatively well for the year. And I think that in all, in summary, helped propel Tomasic to new net portfolio value. Mm, on the note of non-listed assets, unlisted assets, is now at more than half of the total value. So what opportunities do you see in there? Our unlisted portfolio is a very high quality portfolio of a variety of assets. As I mentioned earlier, it's delivered outsized returns. They broadly consist of three categories. One is mature assets from within our portfolio, such as Mm. PSA, maybe they've been delivering good steady dividends. Uh, The second piece is a portfolio of funds that are well diversified globally, sectorally, and also by vintages. And this particular class of funds also deliver steady distributions. The last piece is our early stage portfolio, which is part of the understood category. They've also done very well, has consistently delivered returns for us. So I think this is unlisted portfolio has consistently paid off for Tomasic. We think this is the right balance approach that Tomasic should continue to adopt. It gives us a bit of a more resiliency, a more forward-looking portfolio. Mm, certainly. You mentioned about resilience. We saw uncertainties going on in the wider macroeconomic environment. We do want to touch on that. Central banks around the world, they are tightening their monetary policies. Some analysts believe a recession in the US is on the cards sometime next year. I understand Tomasic takes a longer-term view when it comes to investing, but in the meantime, what are some key headwinds for Tomasic? How does it intend to take advantage of the ongoing volatilities? Tomasic has taken a slightly more cautious stance. Uh, We have now slowed our investment pace, uh, mainly driven by the fact that the macro environment has quite a bit of uncertainties. think geopolitical tensions, rising inflation, fiscal tightening by key economies. And in that regards, we think potentially some of these key developed economies could go into recession later in the year or next year. So for that reason, we have taken a more cautious stance. Having said that, we will continue to invest in the key structural trends that the market have outlined, namely digitization, future of consumption, sustainable living, and longer lifespans. These are long-term structural trends that transcend macroeconomic headwinds. 
And you mentioned about those four long-term structural trends. Take us through, how is the market capitalizing on these trends? For instance, how has your portfolio exposure to these trends increased over the years? We started portfolio, if we align it to the specific trends, I think in 2016, it was about 13%. And right now, it's at 30%. In absolute terms, this has gone risen by a four times in terms of an absolute number. So the market has been actively pursuing these trends across the Right across the entire life cycle of a particular asset. So we do invest in early stage mature companies as long as they're trends align. Of that, we also ensure that we take a bottom-up view of the particular company and apply an intrinsic valuation test to make sure that indeed the investment is something that will pay off for Tomasic. Hmm. And Mr. Tam, do you want to mention back home in Singapore, what is the outlook for the Singapore economy in the longer term? Will Singapore continue to be Tomasic's main market and what are some sectors you're zooming in right now? So I think Singapore is undergoing experience a strong recovery right now. I think this is partly due to the COVID measures that we have loosened up quite a bit and global travel has resumed to some extent. However, as I mentioned earlier, given the global macro headwinds, it's possible that key developed markets could go into recession and Singapore remains a fairly open economy. So I think in that regards, you know, there needs to be some level of caution into how Singapore market could evolve in the coming 12 to 18 months. So from an opportunity standpoint, as I mentioned earlier, pay keen attention to the fact that there are a lot of investment opportunities along the four structural trends that I shared earlier. We continue to seek investable opportunities in this regards through the cycle economic cycle, so to speak. Hmm. Now, if you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Russell Tam, Joint Head of Enterprise Development Group Singapore, as well as Head of Strategic Development at Demasic International. Now, Mr. Tam, let's turn our attention to look at China, perhaps. What are some key opportunities and downside risks in the Chinese markets, perhaps in the light of the economic slowdown over there that perhaps our listeners may not be aware of? Yeah, I think China has articulated that they have a growth target of 5.5%. I think it could be challenging to reach that. Having said that, the economic agencies are very supportive. But coming back to China, Tomasic has been invested in China for the for quite some time, close to two decades. We have seen economic cycles, policy cycles, different phases of economic development. And through that period, Tomasic has stayed invested. Well, we reshaped the portfolio according to the trends, the policy conditions, etc. But we remain invested. And our China portfolio is one of the best performing geographies for Tomasic mm-hmm. consistently. Yes, last year, we see a dip primarily because of the market contractions. But if that's because our year also ended on 31st March. But if you look at the last three months, it looks different. So I think China remains a long-term market for us. We believe in its growth fundamentals. We will continue to invest in alignment with the structural trends. Of course, taking into consideration geopolitical developments, a specific policy cycle that China is going through. But you know, we've been there for some time and we'll, we'll remain there, we'll remain invested in China. Mm. And going forward in terms of exposure to China, will remaining invested, of course, but will you ramp up on it or step up on it going forward? Or will you be diversifying maybe, let's say, into Americas or Europe, Middle East and Africa? Oh, we don't have a specific geography allocation. Mm. We 
at various geographies and look at investments on a bottom-up basis. We do the intrinsic valuation test. We want to make sure that company could generate future value for shareholders and ensure that it's aligned to our four key structural trends that we pay keen attention to. As I mentioned earlier, that structural trend investment is a, one of the key anchors for us to think through investment. Mm. And on the topic of those structural trends, I understand sustainability continues to be an area of interest for Temasek. And you have invested in agri-tech, transportation, industrials. Appreciate if you could share with us a little bit more about that. First off, sustainability is at the core of everything we do and it's a journey. So Tomastic has developed a multi-pronged, multi-faceted, multi-strategy we're executing to it. So at the firm level, we have price carbon internally. We have raised it to $50 this year from $42. We're developing a sustainability link long-term incentives for our staff. On the investment front, we are also fairly active. We have identified key sectors that requires decarbonization or transitioning to a more sustainable kind of business model. So we have invested in a variety of climate technologies, invested in hard to abate industry sectors such as steel and carbon sectors. We have invested in clean energy solutions uh, ranging from hydrogen production technologies to hydrogen transportation technologies. So we've done quite a bit of that. We have also set up a platform called Gen Zero. Uh, this platform is designed to accelerate decarbonization solutions globally. They focus on investing in technology-based solutions. They focus on uh, investing in nature-based solutions. They also focus on a particular area we call carbon ecosystem enablers. These are areas where you think about how you measure, report, verify, how you create trading exchange, of which we have already created. We've already set up Carbon Impact Exchange in partnership with a few big companies such as uh, DBS and SGM. And then third element is working with our portfolio companies to assist them in thinking through their decarbonization journey. So to that end, we have also done quite a bit, participate in strategic reviews to help companies think about their ground to green transition strategy. More recently, I think you've seen the papers, we have mm. announced a partnership with SIA to and CAS to trial sustainable aviation fuel. A few months ago, we also announced that we have partnered SP Group and Tampanese Central to implement district cooling solutions. These are these are solutions that are a lot more energy efficient. So I think in that regards, we have been fairly active. Finally, we are also very active globally in terms of advocacy to improve disclosure and harmonize disclosure standards and how we mm -hmm. harmonize it across the group as more and more companies disclose their carbon emissions. So in that regards, we have been quite active. We participate in a variety of task force, a variety of committees globally. So that is also an active area of participation for us. So just a few comments on, mm. let's say, the industrial sector. If you look at the industrial sector, obviously, they too have two major trends to contend with, fairly consistent with our four structural trends. The industrial sector have to decarbonize and also digitize. So in that regards, we are also actively investing in companies that can develop solutions to help uh, industrial companies decarbonize and digitize at the same time. Um, one recent investment we made was a collaborative robotics company mm. that optimized to support 
uh, small medium enterprises. Mm. And if that pans out well, I'm sure it's quite applicable to uh, Singapore SMEs too. Mm. Certainly. Thank you very much, Mr. Tam. That was Russell Tam, Joint Head of Enterprise Development Group Singapore, as well as Head of Strategic Development at Temasek International. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.